Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. After a few weeks off, we're back on the air. We're going to talk a little bit about some sports, talk about what's going on in this world today. And I want to thank you first. Uh, first of all, let me thank you for joining in, listening to my little show, listening to what i got to say, and my take. Hopefully, I have a couple of friends call in. The phone number is 347-945-7975. Again, you've reached the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. I want to thank you for listening, whether you're listening live or if you're going to be listening uh, on our archived episode on Blog Talk Radio or if you're listening via iTunes. just want to thank you for dropping by here and what i got to say. There's been a lot going on in the last couple of months since I've been on the air, and what has dominated the sports world has been World Cup soccer. And as many of you who know me personally, and who are friends on Facebook have witnessed, I am pretty adamant about my disdain for soccer. I don't really think much of it as a sport. Uh, I have issues with the rules, uh, especially on a level that is supposedly the best in the world at the World Cup, uh, how you can have a tie or how you can have a team that goes 1-1-1 one, one, and one, and they qualify for the next level. It's just a little bit beyond me, you know. I have a 16-team tournament, 32-team tournament, what it takes all, process of elimination, no ties. Uh, if, if the game ends in regulation, ends in a tie, and you play stoppage time, and that still ends in a tie, PKs, penalty kicks, bring your best five guys out. I'll bring my best five guys out. We'll go until somebody wins. It just doesn't make any sense that you can have a game that's being played supposedly at, the, at its highest level and you can not only predict the tie, but you can have a tie and be okay with that. Uh, you can have a team that epitome of mediocrity at the highest level in the playoffs, and they still proceed to the next round. Had an issue with it. So what I did do is I, I get, wrote down a list of where I rank soccer in my choice of TV viewing. Uh, it's not really like Letterman's top ten. It's more like I like you better than. So uh, when it comes to the World Cup soccer, I like golf even without Tiger Woods better than I do soccer. I like women's tennis even without Serena Williams. I like hockey even without Wayne Gretzky better than I do World Cup soccer. I like friends without Jennifer Aniston more than I like World Cup soccer. And I don't like friends, the TV show. I like two and a half men without Charlie Sheen better than I do soccer. So that's my list of things that I like better than watching supposedly the world's most popular sport in the world, these things I like better. 
Uh, I think they're having one of the semifinal games today, and that's Brazil versus Germany. And then I think tomorrow they're playing in the Netherlands versus Argentina. Uh, who cares who wins? I don't. Uh, looks like we have Captain Dr. Mario on joining us in chat. I think he's probably working for the state of Hawaii, so much like most employees of the state of Hawaii, he's goofing off. But that's my brother from another mother over there in Hawaii. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to call in or if he's just going to log in on chat. In the case, welcome to the show, Dr. Mario. Again, folks, you've reached the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. We're going to talk a little about LeBron and the decision number two. He had the decision four years ago or five years ago when he left Cleveland. Now he's opted out of his contract with Miami, and we've got this song and dance that's going on again. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Washington football team uh, in the NFL. Uh, folks who know me and who've listened to the show know that I have an issue with their uh, team name. Uh, it doesn't help that I have an issue with their team, period. But uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We've already touched as much on soccer as we're going to. Uh, do want to get on a little bit of baseball down the line. But like I said, we're going to start off the show talking about LeBron and this whole free agency thing that's going on in the uh, NBA. After two championships, four consecutive years uh, in the NBA Finals, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh have all decided that they are going to forego their last season uh, in Miami and put their name out there for free agency. The thing that kind of got me, uh, and, and it's pretty much a, a, a hater mentality when it comes to LeBron, is that so many people just have this strong disdain for anything that he does. They automatically want to compare him to either Michael Jordan or Kobe or Magic. or, or it, You can't compare. You, it's just not. He's six foot eight, 250 pounds. He plays virtually all five positions, does them all well. He's more athletic than anybody has been in his size. He can shoot inside, outside, pass, run the team, but everybody wants to have – people want to have an issue with how he plays the game. He's been in the league for 11 years, and I heard a statement the other day that kind of kind of shocked me. Basically, uh, in a nutshell, what this – what I read, and after I heard it, I went back and did some research. Throughout LeBron's 11 years in the NBA, he not only has never been the highest paid player in the league, he has never been the sole highest paid player on his own team. That's 11 years. I think he's got four, five MVPs, six MVPs. He's got two rings and never has been not only the highest-paid player in the league, he hasn't even been close to the highest-paid players in the league. I simulated a little list of where he ranks, and the highest that he's ever ranked in the league salary has been eighth, and that's this year. He's the eighth-highest player tied with Chris Bosh as the eighth-highest-paid player in the NBA. This is a man who right now has, in some ways, got the NBA and put him on his shoulders. He is the face of the NBA. Whether or not they won the championship, whether or not uh, he won the MVP this year, LeBron is, you know, the man right now when it comes to the NBA. 
And uh, I just thought it was kind of an odd parallel that for like the last four or five years, he and Chris Bosch, even going far as back as when Bosch was with Toronto and LeBron was with Cleveland, they have virtually been paid the same annual salary. Now, I do understand that LeBron is this media darling kind of icon, you know, shoes and Gatorade, and he has these other things that are going on outside of basketball. So, yeah, his, his overall worth is a lot more. But what I'm talking about is what the NBA, what the Miami Heat, what the Cleveland Cavaliers pays him has been no higher than what Chris Bosch has been paid. Bosch has never won an MVP. Bosch, Bosch has never carried a team to the NBA playoff finals. Uh, he's been a good player. He's been an all-star player. Uh, I don't necessarily think a whole lot of his game. But the idea that he is getting paid along the same lines as LeBron, it just boggles my mind. They're both right now making about $19 million a year. So they opted out of their contracts. And I believe LeBron was scheduled to make $22 million this year if he would have stayed in Miami. So they, he, along with Dwayne Wade and some other marquee names in the league, have decided that they were going to forego their last season under their contracts and opt for free agency. Well, right now we've got this song and dance where these players are taking these tours to different cities and being wooed and dated and schmoozed and everything else. And it's just kind of uh, – that's what's been kind of going on in its worst. Carmelo Anthony out of the New York Knicks is another player who is being smoothed, and no one really knows exactly where they're going to end up. They don't know where they're going to be, if there's some kind of collusion or another three-man bundle that's going to end up somewhere to change a franchise's history. It's, it's just kind of a mess right now in the NBA. The players definitely have uh, a little bit more power than they do in a lot of other sports, the marquee players at least. And some of these owners are, you know, they're grasping at straws. Uh, Pat Riley, the president of the Miami Heat, has already started signing players in hopes that it will show LeBron or whoever else might be considering going to the Heat that they are striving to improve they're striving to fix some of the issues that were exposed during the NBA Finals. Uh, they've already signed Josh McRoberts and Danny Granger. Not two great players, but two role players that will definitely improve the depth on the Miami Heat uh, in case that you know, they somewhat stay intact. Because right now with LeBron, with uh, Bosch, with Wade leaving the team, they're pretty much – their covers are bare. Miami's going to be in trouble if they don't start signing some quality players to come back on that team. But what boggles my mind of this whole thing is why somebody would pay Chris Bosch $20 million a season. He is – he's never going to be Batman. He's a decent Robin. He, he might be Robin's cousin. Decent but not great. Uh, it just it kind of amazes me, not not necessarily the dollar amount that he's getting, but to some degree, yes, that too, but the, the dollar amount he's getting compared to some players that do a whole lot more than what he's doing. That's my bigger issue. 
You're listening to the Motor Mouth Mosley Radio Show. Looks like we got a caller on line one. I, if I recognize the number right, that might be the I'm man getting his curtains done. The man getting his curtains done. <laughs> I, I did not make it to the curtains. He had to do it by himself. I was too busy with my daughter, who's getting ready to fly to San Francisco. Coach Howard has a daughter that is about to leave for college. She is one of the little blessings that the day she was born, I got to hold her. In fact, hours after she was born, I was holding her. And now she is a beautiful young lady on her way off to college, I believe in San Francisco, right? That's right. The Bay Area. (laughs) The Bay Area. And and being a, uh, uh, a good father, uh, Coach Howard has relocated from the Bay Area back to the islands uh, to be closer to his son. Uh, and, and I know that, that is a struggle, but I commend you on it. And uh, just in case he doesn't call in, uh, Coach Howard, we got uh, Dr. Mario logged in on chat, so he's listening in also. So the three amigos right again after all these years. <laughs> Uh, thanks to yeah. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Uh, anyway. We're, talking, we're in the middle of talking about, well, we're actually kind of winding it down. Uh, I've been talking about this whole situation with the NBA and salaries and where LeBron sits in the grand scheme of things salary-wise. And I just think that it's interesting that even when he was back in Cleveland and he was the Cleveland Cavaliers, he was never the highest-paid player on that team. In fact, there were times when he was the fifth highest-paid player on their team. And, you know, guys like you know that 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 NBA legend of Eric Snow, Zdrunas Yagalkas, Larry Hughes, Drew Gooden, Ben Wallace—all were making more money than LeBron James was making when he was playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I understand that he was young and, and still was establishing himself, but there's something really wrong there. Yeah, wow. I can't believe but, You know, the salaries, man. It, yeah, I always say free market rules, man. It, you know, people are, if owners are, and the teams are willing to pay players, you know, whatever it is to get them on their roster, you know, so be it. That's fine, you know. But, you know, obviously guys like Le- LeBron J- James should have been paid a lot more money when he was at Cleveland. Absolutely. It is what it is. And it is what it is. And, and uh, although I don't want to get off into the Dallas Cowboys this early in the show season, but uh, to quote Michael Irvin, he says, it's not what you are worth, it's what you can negotiate. And if somebody's going right. to pay you $19 million and all you got to score is 15 points a game and grab seven rebounds, I'd I, I take it. So you can't even fault <laughs> the players. <laughs> you can't fault the players if these owners want to do it. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's, it's like, again, the free market, man. They're going to offer you the check. You'd be a fool not to take it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people are complaining that LeBron is now – out for money, well, he's played his whole career, and it hasn't really been about being the highest-paid player. He's been in the league. I mean, it doesn't seem like it, but he's been in the league for 11 years. And he's got his rings, and I don't really have an issue with him looking to get, you know, the max at this point because he is the face of the NBA 
along with a few other players, but, you know, he is the guy. Um, so yeah. I don't have a whole bunch of, of a problem with it. Uh, but I do also know that you're not the world's biggest NBA fan. Of course, we're both more football fans, but you also are a baseball guy. And uh, living in the Bay Area, I'm sure you adopted one of those two teams. And both of them are doing really well this year, both the Angels, uh, not the Angels, but the A's. And the Giants are being real competitive. The uh, A's got the best record in Major League Baseball, which had to be a shock to just about everybody. They're playing Billy Beanball. That's basically what it is, man. He always manages to put together some uh, pretty good roster with, uh, without having to pay a whole lot of money. Uh, that's what he's known for, Moneyball, you know. But, you know, yeah, I mean, living, in, living in the Bay Area, you know, I've I, I'm sorry, Mario, Dr. Mario. I've, I've become a Giants fan only because it's easier to get to the the games uh, at AT and T Park than it is at Oakland Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I think it used to be called Oakland Alameda Coliseum back 120 years ago. Um, yeah, but that place is you know, that place the, is run down. <laughs> I heard it was I heard it was a rat rat hole at this point. Uh, oh, sounds yeah. like they're in dire went, need of something new. I went to a few uh, A's games myself, but let me tell you, I'd rather be sitting in AT&T Park than, uh, and watching the Giants game rather than, the, than sitting at the ballpark watching the A's home game. But, you know, I, I try to make the A's, the, A's the, the battle of the day, you know, the A's and the Giants games as much as I can when they play each other. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's a great rivalry. Speaking of rivalries, I don't know if you saw this, and I, I am going to come back to uh, a couple of things on baseball that are a little bit more pertinent than this one. But I don't know if you saw this earlier in the day. Um, a gentleman by the name of Andrew Robert Rector is filing a $10 million lawsuit <laughs> against ESPN and Major League Baseball because he was captured on television sleeping at one of the great rivalries in baseball, the Yankees versus the Red Sox. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was captured sleeping, and John Crook and Dan Schumann, too, uh, an analyst and a color guy for uh, ESPN Baseball, made some comments that kind of, to me, it wasn't real bad. And, in fact, it wasn't bad at all. They just kind of noticed that you know, it was in the fourth inning of a game. And I know that a lot of the soccer fans will love this because they think baseball is just boring. And, and so the fact that he fell asleep in the fourth inning, fourth inning isn't that big of a deal. But in a rivalry game like that where you should be on the edge of your seat for every pitch, here's this guy sleeping. And honestly, he looked like a, a, a dear friend of yours in Hawaii, Gary Dickman. It looked like Gary Dickman had shaved <laughs> off his mustache and had fallen asleep, and it was like maybe a 20, 30-second blurb that they talked about this guy. And now this guy has gone to court and said, let me, let me quote, uh, an avalanche of disparaging words against him. He claimed that they called him fatty and stupid, but on the audio, those two terms were never used uh, on air. Uh, he said he suffered substantial injury to his character and reputation and mental anguish and the loss of future income and loss of earning capacity. To me, that sounds like a guy looking for a free ride. That's exactly what it is. And you know what? He's not going to win this case because if, I, I, I kind of recall another case that was 
that was similar to this a few years back. But basically, uh, who, who this other Sam uh, also lost uh, his case, but it, it was the stipulation that once you enter the ballpark, your likeness on TV and everything is waived. And there was something to that effect. That's why that fan lost. But I don't think this, this uh, person that's filing this lawsuit realizes that if he loses the case, he will probably have to pay the attorney fees for ESPN. <laughs> so, the, 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 I, I don't think he realizes that. And, and yeah. you know, he may. And, I, you know, who knows? He may just go, I'm declaring bankruptcy or whatever it is. But I think from what I heard is that if he does lose his case or gets thrown out, he he owes the, uh, he needs to pay the fees of the ESPN guys, uh, you know, their attorney which is you know, which, yep, which is, yep. should be right. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to pay, you shouldn't have to follow these kind of frivolous lawsuits. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, you're absolutely right because even when I was a small child going to Astro games down at the Astrodome, when it was you know a big deal, uh, there's signs and there's stipulations in there that tell you, uh, you know, once you enter, you know, your likeness is property of Major League Baseball or NFL or whatever, if they feel like using you, uh, as long as they're not, you know, really being derogatory or anything, yeah, your likeness, if you fall asleep, yeah, they, they can ridicule you a little bit. So I believe you're absolutely right that uh, uh, any attorney fees or any costs that are incurred by Major League Baseball or ESPN uh, will be the sole responsibility of, of the, the plaintiff the person making the case. But I just, I just thought that was kind of why. And I, and I know uh, another aspect of baseball that has to be near and dear to your heart right now is that uh, your fellow Baldwin Bear. Uh, That's right. <laughs> and Maui boy, and Maui boy, uh, Minnesota twin Kurt Suzuki has made his first Major League Baseball All-Star team which I think is, uh, you know, with my ties to Hawaii, I think that's a great deal. I got to see him last year when I was living in Atlanta, and uh, he was with the Washington uh, Senators, the Nationals, and he came through, and uh, he was on our side of the field, and I walked down uh, to the edge of the seating area and, you know, yelled out his name. He looked up. I gave him a shock sign, and he flashed back a shock sign, and, I, and I, of course, I was able to, to, to video that, but uh, it's just – there's always a little local pride when a local boy from Hawaii uh, does good. And he's bounced around from the Oakland A's uh, to Washington and now with Minnesota. And he is, he's batting over 300. He's, his, game, his game is just starting to blossom. The defensive aspect of the game, he's always excelled at. Now his bat's coming around. And it's just nice to kind of see him make it and make it big. Yeah, you know, I'm very shocked, you know, to have read that this is his first All-Star game. I I would have sworn he probably uh, he made it a couple of times that he, when he was at the A's because he was absolutely playing some really great defensive ball behind the plate, you know. And I got this, I got to watch him in person a couple of times, and I, I was fortunate to even watch him when he's when Kila Kai Hui was playing for the A's as well. You know, both guys on the field at the same time it was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I want to go uh, to touch on, give a little update since we haven't really been on the air in the last couple of months. Just, we're we're getting a little bit past midway point in Major League Baseball right now. The pennant races, there's a little bit of concern. But even if you get hot right now, even if you're down, you can you're still in. And no one is out of it at this point in time. Uh, 
But right now the races look like this. The Baltimore Orioles are three games over the Toronto Blue Jays. The Detroit Tigers are three and a half games over the surprising Kansas City Royals. Oakland with the best record in Major League Baseball at 56-33 and 33 at three and a half games over the Los Angeles of Anaheim Angels of Southern California near San Diego, but not quite in Los Angeles, whatever name they go by. The, the Atlanta Braves <laughs> are a half game over the Washington Nationals, and Milwaukee is four games over St. Louis, which I expect to switch around because for some odd reason St. Louis just kind of plays possum all season then toward the end of the year. They get hot and they make a run. Los Angeles is probably the best divisional race is one game over the San Francisco Giants. So that is always fun to watch whenever you've got the Dodgers and the Giants playing. Uh, If I had to pick uh, my MVP and my Cy Young winners based on this point of the season, uh, in the the American League, my MVP would be Nelson Cruz, formerly of the Texas Rangers, got suspended last year for some PEDs, took his suspension like a man. Texas didn't re-sign him. Right now he's hitting 294. He's got 28 home runs, seven three RBIs. Texas could use him right now, to be honest. Uh, then my Cy Young in the National League would be Masahiro Tanaka, rookie pitcher from Japan. He's 12 and three, 2.27 ERA, 130 strikeouts. Uh, yeah, rookie of the year maybe, maybe Cy Young. Uh, if he keeps pitching like this, I know it's going to get harder for him because teams are going to get a little bit more familiar uh, the more times they face him. But if he continues at this pace, uh, it's another one of those Hideki Nomo type of uh, Fernando Valenzuela type seasons. Uh, great things. And, of course, you know the Yankees are willing to pay money, so they are always uh, able to get the best of the best. I'm just happy a couple of years ago the Rangers were able to get Hugh Darvish out of Japan and uh, – he would probably be second in my uh, Cy Young candidacy in the American League. In the National League, I'm picking Giancarlo Stanton, who has 21 home runs, 62 RBIs, he's batting 305, and of course, winning his third or fourth or fifth or sixth Cy Young, I've got the pride of Dallas, Texas, Clayton Hershaw, Kershaw with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who's 10-2 right now. He's got a 1.85 ERA. He's got over 30 consecutive scoreless innings going on right now. Threw a no-hitter just a few weeks, a, a few days ago. Can't hit the guy. He's unbelievable. So those are my Major League Baseball. That's my Major League Baseball update. And uh, real quick, last thing on baseball, they've got this thing, new book out called Bloodsport. Alex Rodriguez. Biogenesis and the Quest to End Baseball Steroid Area. As I stated on the show months and months ago, it has always been my belief that Major League Baseball was well aware that steroids were being used back in the mid-2000s. In fact, they used them to promote the game and bring it back after the strike. McGuire, Sosa, Brady Anderson, Luis Gonzalez, all these guys were having career, Barry Bonds, Pitchers, all these guys were having these great seasons, and and I was well. I always believed that baseball had something to do with it and knew it. And now this guy has written these two guys, um, Tim Elfrink and Gus Garcia Roberts, wrote this book stating that not only was baseball aware, 
but baseball was in the practice of allowing guys knowingly to use testosterone with their permission. So how can you punish guys for doing something that you allowed them to do? I just thought it was pretty crazy and kind of pat myself on the back and I knew what was going on the whole time. So I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> Again, folks, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. I've been kind of dominating the conversation. We've got Coach Howard on here. He's chatting with us. Uh, one thing, I, real quick, the one last thing I wanted to talk about, Coach Howard, I wanted to get your take on this whole Washington, quote, unquote, Redskins thing with Daniel Snyder. Just recently, this guy named Ben Tribbett, who is a liberal uh, advocate spokesperson in Virginia, was hired as a blogger defending the use of the moniker Redskins. Well, he just quit, stating that his friends and himself don't see eye to eye on the issue. So for once, peer pressure worked in a good way. But real quickly, what is your take on that whole Washington Redskins change the name? We discussed it before, but kind of give me uh, an update on how you feel about it. You know, I, I, for one thing, I don't like the Washington Redskins, so I don't care. But the, <laughs> I think in the end, this is, there's, two, there's two, two outcomes. One, I think he's going to either sell the team, or two, he's going to move the team, possibly to L.A. And that's how he's going to get out of this whole jam. <laughs> but I think... He won't change the name. As long as he's the owner, he's not going to change the name. Well, you're, you're, you're very possibly right. And um, for you fans that are listening live, uh, we're actually probably going to get uh, – we're about to end the show. I want to thank you for listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. For people who are staying on and listening in, on the archives, uh, we'll continue talking for a couple of minutes. We've got a little bit more air time. So um, as – Coach Howard has just stated he believes that uh, Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, will probably sell the, either sell the team or move the team. Now, if he moves the team to L.A., you can't take the, the L.A. Redskins. So, I mean, that would be no, no, a good yeah. way for him to that would be a good way for him to kind of gracefully give cave That's in right. without losing face. Um, That's right. And of course, if he sells the team, which Washington Redskins are one of the most valued uh, franchises in all sports. I believe they're top five in the U.S. Now, we're we're going to totally exclude the $1 billion that some idiot is paying (laughs) for the L.A. Clippers to get rid of Daniel Snyder, whose federal case was just rejected by a federal court judge. Uh, So he's on his way out. But that $1 billion that a guy from Microsoft or whoever is paying for for the Clippers is a joke. But I don't see Snyder – maybe maybe his little experiment of being an owner, it might have run its course. Maybe maybe he's uh, given up and maybe he will sell the team, which would give the NFL something that they've really wanted is an opportunity to get a team back in L.A. I had heard earlier that the Buffalo Bills were in consideration of getting moved to L.A. to open up that market. But I can't imagine the NFL going another five years without having a franchise in Los Angeles. 
no, it, it's not going to happen. I, I, when I say not going to happen, I, I, I agree with you. I think LA is going to get a, the next franchise. Now, I, I guess I, with with a, a numbers game, it, it, it's going to have to be a relocation of a franchise because you can't have thirty three NFL teams. It, it messes up scheduling badly. So a team like Buffalo. Um, Maybe even Jacksonville would be Jacksonville. Uh, viable vi- viable candidates to uh, relocate to Los Angeles. Yeah, but, but that, that's that's that, that's for a later show. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, thank you folks for listening in to the Motor Mouth Mosley Radio Show. Uh, I've enjoyed my conversation as always with Coach Howard from lovely Honolulu, Hawaii back at home in the islands. Uh, I hope your curtains got set up right. Give the kids a hug for me. You folks listening in, I want to thank you for your time and listening to this guy run his mouth about something that he loves, sports. Stay tuned. We're going to be back on the air on a more regular schedule. Look for us again about the same bat time on Thursday, and we'll be talking more sports. Again, you've been listening to Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. Thank you for listening in, and have a good one. <laughs>